Today's show is brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed guys to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl. Wesley Phillips. What's going on? What up, y'all? And I got the hip hop preacher live from New York. It's Saturday night. Saturday night live. <laughs> what is going on, my brother? My brother. I just seen E yesterday, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure what he's got going on. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, who, who shows love, man, and. Uh, emails us, writes us in the comments, comments on the IG page. Yes, we have an IG. I don't know if we have a Facebook. Do we have a Facebook page? N- we just created one. So new that I don't know what it is yet. I know oh, we wow. just got one. Get, yeah, I'll so figure for everybody who keeps writing in asking me if I'm on social media, the answer is kind of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. The answer is kind of. Um, so anyway, uh, Carl, won't you catch us up, man, on, on, on your life? I haven't talked to you for a couple of days here. I've been on the road, been on the move, and I know what's going on with E's life, and we'll get into that because E was uh, he's been making a world tour with the NBA and All NFL right. and every other thing. So catch us up, my brother. Hey, I'm low key this week. Nothing at all going on. Just back at home in Michigan. Um, just enjoying. We got, we got. What are we in August? Probably about three more weeks of good weather. So making sure, being intentional. Let me just say this real quick. Being intentional every day to do like two to three, like I call them, like outdoor activities. Whether mm-hmm. it's walking, playing something with the kids. You know, I'm just trying to do it like every day now, not just making it like a you know weekend kind of thing. Like two, three times they're like, yo, stop what y'all doing. Let's just go somewhere and get a walk. But yeah, no, nah, low key on this end, man. Just kind of chilling. Um, update on my grandmother still, still hanging in there. My mother just FaceTimed with her probably about an hour ago. My grandma was sitting in the chair, kind of kicking it a little bit. So yeah, we just we just rocking it out. Hey, quality over quantity right now. We just there taking all the quality we could get. So yeah, just kind of low up. key, man. That's what's up, hip hop preacher. What's going down? Y'all y'all on the ferry? You still on the ferry or? <laughs> this was um, my wife and my daughter thought they was going die on the ferry. Um, Y'all didn't get enough on the cruise? Oh, man, this was the worst I've ever seen in my life. What, like motion sickness or what? No, I didn't think we was going to die, but, man, we got out there on that boat, and six minutes into the ride, I'm talking about a hailstorm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm talking about a hail. In the middle of summer, though. <laughs> uh, I guess New York just been on, I don't know, what's up? Crazy. What, what the hell is going on? You know <laughs> I don't know what's been going on with New York, but it, I mean, it was so bad that, you know, we kind of like stayed, like everybody was like, you know, you're sitting out watching, you know, you get, got your cameras out, video and getting ready to run up on, you know, um, uh, Miss Miss Liberty, about to run up on her. And uh, man, out of nowhere, it's like, you know, little drops here and there. I stayed out 
for the most part. And then it started, I'm talking about raining bad. Diddy was like, come on, get under. And we got up under, and I, I'm talking about it went for about five, six minutes. I had to grab her. I mean, it's, I mean, wind almost blowing you. And I think what made it worse is like you're on a boat, you know, with hundreds of people. So people are panicking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People start um, like, you know, stumbling over each other. It, it, it ain't a stampede yet. You know, with people stumbling over each other, man, it was crazy. And so finally, um, after about six, seven minutes, people just start, they kind of, you know, got themselves together. We kind of went, you know, in the in the middle of the boat, the, you know, the, um, the heart of the boat and kind of got out of it. But, bro, it was, I'm talking about, it was crazy because it was nice one minute and then the next minute, boom, you know. But, um, man, I, I ain't going to lie. I, I enjoyed myself. We had a blast. You know, like, you know, like people trip on when when stuff happens, but it's when stuff happens sometimes that we'll be talking about this for the next, like every Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. every Christmas, we'll be telling they, our grandkids about how we went out, you know. Oh, let me tell you something. I, I, I root for it just for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no like, every no time doubt. something happened, I'm like, man, that sucks, but that's going to be some good content. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no question. Didi, this is her first time going. I was grateful, though, that we bought the lower tickets, the ones where you kind of get mm. to go look, see it, and you get on the land, but you don't go inside. So I was grateful we didn't, we didn't pay to go inside money because, of course, once the, I'm talking, bro, when I, look, I'm not playing. Like, people were taking their clothes off. You know what I'm saying? People, man. Whoa, what? what? I'm talking about drenched, bro. Like, I'm not playing. Like, it was like if you would have jumped into a, a, a pool, like, people were drenched, shoes, hair. You know, everything. You saw, you know, I saw a couple guys who, like, their shirts were, like, see-through now. Like, it was terrible. Hair drenched. You know, and you had babies <laughs> out there. So you had the babies crying because they didn't uh -huh. know what was going on. It was, it was like. Nobody bothered to look at the weather report, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? They, I'm just, no, I'm talking about not even y'all. I'm talking about, like, the, the, the boat the, the operator. Running the like, cruise, right, the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You driving into a storm, my man. Yeah, but I'm just saying that was the crazy part. It didn't. It didn't rain until about four or something, but the boat we went out on, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool that whole day. And um, even when we got on the boat, it was like cloudy, but it was no rain. And I was like, oh, we good. And I mean, right when we got up to the stick, give me freedom or give me a wet. <laughs> as soon as we walked up on it, I'm talking about a storm. But like I said, it was cool. You know, I grabbed D. And um, held D. Jada, you know, Jada. Jada went upstairs on her own. She's trying to find her way back down, Boog, you know, doing his thing. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a night to remember. You know, then we went to Ellis Island. She's like, I'm not getting off at all. So I opened <laughs> the window, at least see the statue. And so, like I said, man, we had a good, uh, we had a good time, man. We uh, went and grabbed a bite to eat together. That picture you took, did you have a filter on that picture? Huh? Did you have a filter on that picture you sent me? I did not. That was that was the storm. That's what you yeah, said. That oh, was wow. it made for Carl. Man, I'm gonna post a pic on the uh, Instagram page. Remind me, Carl. But he's yeah. or a video. He, he sent me a video. I thought it was like out of Batman or something. I'm serious. Like I, I'm not even joking. Like the lighting, everything looked chrome. It was weird. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was live and live and direct. So yeah, man. Just yeah, man. Just had a ball. But I will say, you know, to those of you. I want to I wanna retract on something, the triple-double. Let's just go with the double-double for now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I did say we submitted triple-double life, but I think I'm going to go back to the double-double because uh, the triple-double is 
no joke, y'all. Like, I got, I got um, Rochelle hitting me up. Did you work out today? I got to make sure in terms of the church, I'm doing church stuff. You know, we moving Jada in when she get back. You know, I got these gigs. I did tr- the, oh, man. The, the, then I got my boy from Alabama. Did you do the resistance? Boy, Didi, like, look, you've been at work. When are we going to go out as a family? The triple, yeah, nah, I've been gave up on the triple-double. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still trying to see if I can score 10, Carl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> hey, let me, uh, yeah, no, nah, let me let me say I was, I, I definitely wasn't on the triple-double life the other day. Um, shout out to my wife, man. Our anniversary is tomorrow. If you're listening to this, is, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Anniversary is Wednesday. We'll be nine years happily married. But um, we almost nine didn't make years. it to nine years. We almost wow. didn't make it. Uh, we had a fiasco at the airport, which resulted, again, I'm not tripping on controversy in my life because it makes for great content on the podcast, okay? So, Check this out. Fair file, right? Here's a, a, a fair file special. And this is really, now I, I need y'all to really don't just go with what, you know, think about it, all right? So we go, um, we had a, a, a weekend, kind of, I guess a weekend getaway, right? We went to uh, Chicago uh, to visit uh, Maul and Camille. Um, we we uh, had a great time there. and But here's the issue. So Candace has clear but she doesn't have pre-check. Now, of course, I got both, right? Pre-check, TSA pre-check, and clear. So usually, yeah, I thought you had to. I thought they went together, the yin and the yang. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They're trying to make no, no, no. money. E. They're trying yeah, to make no, you money. Have, you get, now you gotta yeah. have both, or you can have one or the other, right? Yeah. So she always, so she always gets TSA pre, and so we never really got her TSA pre because she's always on my itinerary. You know how it is. One got it, everybody got it. So usually the kids will have it, she'll have it, whatever. So on this particular flight, now we're flying from Atlanta to Chicago, but Jamal and I, of course, are flying to New York to meet E for the NBA rookies, and we got a meeting out there. So, and Candace is flying back to Atlanta. So we go up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Candace is flying back to Atlanta, I'm flying to New York and then flying home Monday. So I guess because we didn't have the same round trip, they ended up taking her off pre-check. So I still got my pre-check and clear. She's only got clear. Now, the issue I'm facing is I wore shoes with no socks, okay? I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I'm making a little money now. I'm being bougie. I got the no sock life, like Hov said. So I got no socks on. So now, if you... If everybody, anybody who knows TSA Pre, TSA Pre allows you to keep your shoes on. Clear will take you to the front of the line, but it makes you take your shoes off. Okay, you see where I'm going now. So <laughs> she only has clear. Now, her line is on one side of the, not one side of the airport. They're kind of close, but not really. And then the TSA Pre plus clear is on another side. But you go through and you meet in the middle. So I said, baby, I don't have any socks on. And so I can't go through just the clear because I'm going to have to stand up there on that nasty thing with all these people who had their bare feet on there, and I'm not going to be able to do it. So I'll go through this side, you go through that side, and we'll meet in the middle. And what resulted was one of the nastiest looks and, and, <laughs> and, and, and just a, 
a snarl like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what? And she was like, you think I'm about to go down here by myself while you go through? I said, babe, I don't have any shoes, on, I mean, any socks. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm going to have to go up there and put my socks and walk on that nasty floor barefoot. And she was like, I don't care what you got to do. So, of course, she won. Like, <laughs> we're not even I'll end the suspense there. No question. I went. But you know how you, but but also when you don't go through TSA pre, they make you go through the whole body scanner. So do you, I was, now I'm not even really like, I'm, I'm not bougie like that, but that's, I'm you know, for real, I know Didi, she don't play with that kind of stuff. I don't really, I'm not even on germs like that, but to go up there and have to stand on those yellow foot, you know, you got to stand on the footprint with my bare feet where I'm pretty sure 800 million bare feet have stood before. I was disgusted to say the least, but um, I'm trying to, I didn't think it was an issue with me going through my own line, but apparently my wife did. So fair or foul, I wanted to go through the one where I could keep my shoes on and meet my wife five minutes later. Wow. <laughs> okay, We're all, right. all right, well. in this thing together. They put it thunder. <laughs> right. Yep. You said what? What God has put together. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying it was like five minutes. It was like, okay, you go, boom, boom, you go this way, you go this way, I meet you in the middle. Oh, that's, five, that's a long You act like I hey. said I was going to take a different flight or something. It's a compliment to you, see? Five minutes without you is too much to bear. Absolutely. Nah, bro, I'm saying, bro. Compliment. Yeah, are you serious? That yeah, I wouldn't even thought. It wouldn't even, I know I'm a flamingo, but it wouldn't even no thought. I would have been like, I, I, I take one for the team. I'm barefoot, round foot, flat. Bro, five minutes, bro. <laughs> five minutes. It's Twenty minutes. I just don't want to be separated. What God has put? What God? No man put it funny. Oh man, bro. I just knew y'all was gonna agree with me, bro. I had to stand with my feet on the yellow markers, bare hey, foot. Hey, just don't, just don't put your toes down. Nobody don't catch no athlete. Oh, let me tell you something. Heel. I got off the plane. My feet were tingling. I thought I had gang green. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Take back that you're not bougie. That, yeah, that, take that back. Bro, I'm not, you know I'm not on that. Not, not, where is, well, you're where not, is you're Diddy at? Where is Diddy when I need her? Is Diddy around? I need, I need Diddy if she's at all around. But Diddy got MS, too. She got low abuse system. So, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying because I know Diddy, that's one thing she's heavy on is the... Bro, I had to stand up there the whole time. Like I was like, "Yo, so if my feet fall off, if you come see us in uh, San Francisco and I'm in a wheelchair because I had got gangrene that had to cut snip me from my knees, I'm on the Lieutenant Dan. You know what I'm saying? Still married though. That's more important. Hey, well I am, but my wife was like, "I, you better not even think about it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was, but I was in my back of my mind, I was like. Whoa, is it that deep? Like, I, I see you in five minutes. So anyway, all right. So, so that was that. So I lost that. But anyway, um, I would like to... Now look, I got something for you. It's not a fair file. It's a right and wrong. I was like, I was going to tell you before, but I was like, I got... But let me see if we... But let me tell the people. Go to... I'm going to have Nikki make a post, right? We're going to start hey, posting because I want votes because yeah, I want to know if it's it just out. me. I'm going to po have Nikki post on our S2S podcast, that's the name of it, IG page, and go on there and say if it's fair or foul. And be honest, don't go on there playing like, for real, fair or foul, I had to stand up there. Now, she had socks, okay? I should add that in. She had socks, so she wasn't tripping. She was all good. But I had the bare feet, and I need you to say 
whether it's fair or foul, just vote and then we'll tally it up in the next podcast we'll talk about it. All right, E, you got a right or wrong. I'm, I'm ready to hear the right or wrong. And then I want to go back to my weekend because I saw uh, Beyonce and I want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying it's this. I'm just saying right or wrong. So I'm in New York. Can you make it a fair foul, though, and stick with the thing with the say, show? Did you, right did or you, wrong. <laughs> I was going to say fair or foul, but this is right. It just went ghetto. That's the next level. Right or wrong. <laughs> try to, we try to have a little, uh, a little uh, budget to this show and put a little production it's value in it. It's strong to be fair or foul, because I feel like fair or foul is like cute. Okay, I got you. So, so of course, I'm in New York. I mean, you, in New York, there's millions of people, so... People are gonna recognize you. No, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. tripping on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be one thing if I was in. Uh, well, they're gonna recognize you. Me and Carl, not so much. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still innocuous. Hey, I was there saying? last weekend. See, it ain't nobody said nothing to me. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't think you had on a. You didn't have on a grind gear. You probably. Uh, uh, yes, I did. You I did have the I am shirt on. The, the loudest grind gear we got. <laughs> I had a T-shirt with your picture on it, and nobody stopped. Me. <laughs> they should have known who you were then. I don't know how that happened. But um, you know, so people are speaking to me, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm you know, I'm I'm like in the spirit, you know what I'm saying? I'm never trying to like big time nobody. So it was funny, this dude and his wife from Melbourne was like, What's up, E Australia? What is going on? My man I was in the middle of the street from Spain. You know, I had somebody from Brazil. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow. There's a lot of people. I was like, what's up, what's up? But I saw this International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, praise God. Y'all done put the videos out there and blew me up. But I saw this one guy, he was probably about six, six, five, you know, probably about 240. And uh, I, 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 th- I saw him catch me out the corner of his eye, but he was kind of like, that can't be E.T. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he had that look like, nope, I thought I saw E.T., but that ain't E.T. I was like, all right, better. So I'm approaching my man. And so while he's looking and like, that's not E.T., he, he has, he got like his thumb, like I'm talking about thumb, like off with the, I'm talking about nail and he, I mean, at the top of his nostrils, scraping in and out his nose. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so just <laughs> to my man, he was like, yo, that is E.T. And oh. Right, my man noticed me, recognized me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, do I... I don't like where this is headed. <laughs> at all. Do I take it like I'm not E.T.? Because I'm like, he went up there strong. And like, he was in there for like 10, 20 seconds. Oh. And I knew something was wrong because when he pulled his finger out, his thumb out his nose, he did the index rub on the top of the thumb. Oh. <laughs> not the cocaine sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's wiping off some stuff right now. Not the joint roll. So, so, I, so he, ET, you inspire me all your videos, and I'm sitting there like, okay, E. Oh. So he knows. Oh. He don't want to come in for the shake. How did just bear hug my man? I was just gonna say, just hug, just his hug. DNA, his whole DNA, uh. all, on, all on my hand. And I don't want to go through t- clear for mm. TSA pre-check. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, uh. We talked for about a minute or two. He pulled me up. And then mm. he comes for the index finger rub on top wow. of the thumb. thumb. Mm. Like, mm. For me. And I'm like, okay, E, what do you do? Uh, you, you, I would just kick my man in his knee and dip. <laughs> oh, bro. And I promise you, just as he was coming in, I tried to move to the side, but he was big. Like, 
So he, he, he extended it and kind of brought me in, and I and I took one for the team. I was gonna say I already knew you took it. I already knew you took it. Uh, I took it. You know he rubbed it right on the back of your hoodie. Yeah, he just burned that jacket, bro. And then what was crazy was the it was the index finger over the over the thumb. Uh, like three, four, good time, and then. Uh, so you know, you you know, it take at least six or seven to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't even have. You got. You know what I'm saying? You can't get rid of it in three, cause you do three, and then you flick, and it's still there. Yeah. No, that's what I said. He did three, and he went working. Yeah, three wasn't working. Yeah, I've been like, my man, I give you about three, four more rubs to go and get that off for you. It was rough, bro. But I was. Oh, wow. All right. The this this podcast is off to a disgusting start. I got gangrene <laughs> and he got boogers wiped on me. All right. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> yep. And y'all wonder why I don't have Instagram. Similar experience. No, somebody recognized. Well, I thought somebody recognized me in the airport. It was two young ladies. Looked like about podcast listener age. And they was like, hey, can you, uh, you, I thought they said, you can you take a picture with us? I was like, oh, sure. And they was like, no, 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 you take the picture of us. I was <laughs> like, oh, my bad. You know what I'm saying? My bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway. Um, so yeah, so no, uh, we went to Chicago, man. Shout out to Maul and Camille. And uh, we were in Carl's Holy Place. You know what I'm oh, saying? No Maul's crib. The kingdom. And, uh, oh, the kingdom. The kingdom. And uh Man, I do got one. I got one complaint about the kingdom. Uh, Talk to me. And okay, the house is spectacular. Of course, is for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know the house is about the size of Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Sunday morning, you know, I'm the first one up. I go get bagels. You know what I'm saying? Bring them back to the crib. I'm like, Yo, Ma, where's the toaster? He's like, We don't have a toaster. I was like, mm. what? I was like, hold on, let me ask Camille, because you don't know. Camille was like, no, nah, we don't have a toaster. They was like, who has a toaster? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they were like, who owns a toaster? Like, you just put it in the... And I was like, no, you do not put it in the oven. You have a toaster. Am I tripping or... Oh, no, I got toasters? a toaster. Yeah, I got okay. one. E, you got a toaster? Yeah, I think E got a toaster. I've seen one at his house. Okay, so then if E got a toaster, I to see, because I was tripping. I was like, maybe it's my white side. You know what I'm saying? I got a toaster. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, but Maul, Maul, yeah, so little known fact. So if you know, if you see Jamal at a conference, just remember he needs a toaster, all right? Um, and and bring him one. And just a stainless steel, something to so, go hey, in. Hey, they his. just stick him in the oven? That's what they uh, do? I, they try to act like they don't toast nothing. Oh, I'm wow. like, to I'm like, you toast a bagel, English muffin, Toast itself, right. egg waffle, anything. I'm like, yo, what's up? And they were like, nah, we don't have a toaster. I'm like, you don't have, this is the biggest house I've ever seen in my life. Wow. With no toaster. No toaster. Don't even so make sense. Figure. Anyway. Um, yeah, catch us we, up. Catch us up. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, no, it was dope, man. We had the uh, Bud Billiken parade was on Saturday. So, um, man, just the whole, I've never seen a parade that long in my life. Shout out to Chicago. We uh, and, and the parade literally, literally starts in front of Jamal's house, so it like starts in, in front of the house and goes for like hours. Carl, the parade started at like ten o'clock and mm. didn't finish till like two. Wow, I'm talking about like the parade. Boom, parade start and it went till two o'clock. I guess it was the longest parade Crazy. I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, but it was dope, man. But then what was dope, man, we got a chance to go see huh, Queen B. All right, we went to see Beyonce Let's hear on the run. It. Let's hear it, y'all. Buckle oh, up, y'all. Let's hear tour. it. Yeah, yeah my, my wife know. You know what I'm saying? It's nine years, but the only thing that's a threat to our nine years is Beyonce. She knows that. <laughs> She's aware of that fact. You know that if Beyonce come for me, it could be ugly. All right? Um, <laughs> but, man, let me tell you something, man. Just an incredible, incredible show. On the run tour. I think it's on the run tour part two. And uh, Beyonce, man, just... Bruh, going crazy, like from start to finish. You know, you talk about Serena with the just had the baby. Beyonce just had twins, bruh. Mm. And she was in rare form. I'm talking about doing all the hits, the old hits, the new hits. And we were in there, man, just having a blast. She she put on a show of all shows, man. So um, yeah, anybody who gets so a you, chance to go see. I'm say saying what? you saying you saying she. I thought it was uh Hov Envy. Uh he, let's just say this. Uh, she was on the run, Hove was on the walk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was on the walk tour. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hove was out of breath a couple times. You know what I'm saying? He tried to do dirt off his shoulders and he had to take an intermission. Hove 50, bro. It's a different, you know what I'm saying? It's a different, it's a different little hookup. So Hove was on the walk. Uh, Beyonce was still on the run. Um, but nah, man, it was dope, man. It was a, a, a great show. It lasted like two, maybe like a little over two hours, man. So we were in there, it was jamming, and uh, we, I don't know what we were thinking. We thought we were young. We went to like a little club afterwards and mm. stayed up so late that I, uh, I'm i still recovering sleep <laughs> from now. <laughs> I didn't go to bed till like three, four o'clock in the morning. I was Ooh. like, whoa. And we were on Central Time. Mind oh, you, yeah, we're on you lost Central the hour. Time. Yeah. Oh, bro, I haven't done that since I was like uh, mm. 22. So. Yeah, it was, uh, but no, a great time, man. Shout out to the King family. And then some kind of way, Jamal still gets up <laughs> at like 6.30. And I look at him. I come down the basement to the gym. And, and Jamal is in there like in. a little psycho uh, with, uh, with the E.T. Uh, blasting uh, uh, The resolution yeah. blasting as loud as he can get it. And in there like a, a savage. I'm, I can't even see straight. And he's in there getting <laughs> it in already. I say, yep. Yeah. And that's why he looks like that. And I look like this. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm not willing to <laughs> sacrifice. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah no, nah, man. Shout out to the King family for having us. It was dope, man. Great experience. All right. Um, so I need y'all to catch me up on New York a little bit, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's why I was going to transition into the NBA. Oh, I got you. Because he killed the E. Um, are you there? Are you with us? Oh, I'm right here. I'm right okay. here. Uh, well, I know you tend to drift from time to time. I was calling <laughs> you about ten minutes ago. You didn't say nothing. No, I'm just. Hey, I'm just. I'm just in the pocket waiting. Hey, man. I'm. You know. Hey, it's, it's only a podcast. Only only a hundred thousand people listening, bro. However you want to play it. You know what I'm saying? Mute on mute, off mute. Yeah, for transition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For the transition. All right. Well, here comes the alley oop. No pun intended, because we were with the NBA rookies. First of all. Shout out to the NBA rookies, but them boys are like eight feet tall, but look like they 12 years old in the face. It's the mm. weirdest thing. It's like, they call you sir. I'm like, nobody uh, 10 feet taller than me should be calling me sir. It's weird. So, now, this um, year was a bunch of like 19-year-olds that got drafted. Though. It was like a bunch of them. Oh, bro. I mean, that's the new wave. You know, freshmen are like the mm -hmm. first ones getting drafted. So It's going to be changed again in a few years here. Oh yeah, this no, they said, are. I they think said they 2020. Are. They I need think. to change it. 
Yeah. No, I'm saying they're gonna change it to where I think you can go straight out of high school. From high school, yeah. I heard but the I rumblings go, about it. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. They they should, but let me tell you something. Mo Bamba, even even our Spartan kid, Jaron Jackson, these boys, Carl, I'm talking about Scott. You know it take a lot for Josh to not look tall. Mm. And Josh was walking by some of them boys looking short. So <laughs> I was like, Lord, wow. Josh is usually the tallest human in the room. And uh, he definitely was not that. And these dudes, man, just skyscrapers. But then, like, you talk to them, and you're like, oh, yeah, yep, you you are Babies. 18 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, but anyway, so, E, why don't you walk us through, uh, that was like the third or fourth time we've done that now. Um, walk us through kind of kind of what, you know, you, you what was going through your mind. Of course, you know, we met Grant Hill. That was cool, right? I got a pick with Grant Hill. You know, I don't do the pick thing much, but... I was like, man, Grant Hill, you know, growing up as a Piston fan, no, no Carl. Doubt. You know, Grant Hill was our oh. guy. Like, after the, it was some lowly years after the bad boys, and Grant, you know, brought us a, a, a <clears throat> surprise element. And so I got to pick with Grant. Shout out to Grant Hill, man. It was real cool. He actually presented before E and did a great job. Um, and I think he kind of got E hyped up because E came on, and I'm talking about from the word go, E let them young boys have it. Mm. But anyway, E, from your perspective, um, how'd it go? What message were you trying to get across to them? And, um, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, I, you know, for me, man, I think, and I just want to encourage everybody out there who, you know, for real, you feel like you hit that glass ceiling, you know, or, you know, you're just like, when is it going to be my turn? You know, and I'm, I'm telling you, this is the third, I think this was the third one, and this was the one I felt, you know, it, it, it just felt so good because I was like, it's the third one. You know what I'm saying? So one, if somebody's bringing you back three times in a row and I ain't seen nobody else, I ain't seen the other, other speakers. Uh, I, I, I beg to differ, E, the host. <laughs> oh, yeah, host, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the inside joke. Usually I would have, uh, never mind. Let me just say. <laughs> shout out to the host, man. Shout out, shout out to the host. Okay, he hosts every year. Presenters, if you will. And I thought Grant... Um, did a phenomenal job, and I, yep, and I actually, yep. I, I actually think that to me this was probably one of the better ones because it was Grant and me. And I felt like, you know, it was, bro. I'm telling you, as I, as I, and y'all, y'all, please hear me. Every year, let me just say, every month, and then every year that I continue to do this, there is a depth that you get from just hanging around. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things that you pick up. Okay, the first one. All right, the second one. It's just nuances you pick up. There are conversations that you have, and, and it's kind of like it's clear. So the first one, I was just geeked to be, you know, a part of, you know, this NBA experience, like the transitional program. At the first one, Jalen was in college, you know, so and Jalen was, you know, in um, one of the, you know, premier basketball programs in the country. Uh, so the premier, hello. <laughs> right. I've been around Izzo. I've been around, you know, basketball. And so it's like, you know, I've been around. But to go and do the NBA transition thing was like, yo, I'm getting an opportunity to extend the father thing. Because a lot of these kids, you know, they say, hey, they've been listening to the videos, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's like now I'm actually physically in the room. And some of the stuff that, you know, you can't say on the three-minute blurb or the 30-second video. Now you get a chance, like she said, with the podcast to kind of explain yourself. So now I'm in daddy mode. 
I'm thinking about Jalen and what would I yeah, say Jalen. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, E. Yep, that's a good yeah, way I'm to describe that, that's it. That's what it felt like, like too. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, yo, these, I'm not I'm not on the NBA, Carl. Like, mm, I yeah. think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Like, you mess up your opportunities because you're so geeked about it. You know, you're so like you're so fanned out sometimes mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you can't do what you were contracted out to do. You know, so I wasn't contracted out to take pictures. I wasn't contracted out, you know, to take get autographs. I wasn't. Contracted. Apparently, I was because I was like Grant, Grant, <laughs> Grant. <laughs> Grant, hey, G Hill, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't, hey, I'm like, look here, the worst you could tell me is no. I wanted to pick with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last year, but I didn't think it would, you know what I'm saying? Kareem didn't look like he wanted to take, take a picture. And I, I felt bad because I asked Lonzo Ball, I was like, yo, if I get up and stand right here with Kareem, can you snap it real quick? And he was like, no, nah, man, I'm not about to. I was like, man, <laughs> Oh, he said that for real? Who? Lonzo? Who you talking about? Kareem? No, no, no. I'm saying I didn't know if Kareem wanted to do it, but me and Lonzo was just laughing because I was like, yo, if I jump up real quick and just stand next to him, just flick it up real quick. Oh, oh, oh I was like, flick it for me. Yeah. I- yeah, yeah. Well, he played, so he was just getting weak, but yeah, I was like, oh, I definitely don't want no pick. You ain't done enough yet. You know what I'm saying? Definitely don't need no pick with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Kareem, a legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying, you have people when they go to different events, not the NBA, whatever you do, like you can get so overwhelmed with. You know, like, shoot, I ain't never spoke for corporate. This is my first mm-hmm. big high school. That you can get so caught up in that that you don't perform well because, you know, you, you're in the moment, but it's like what Carl was saying, you're not really where your feet are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think that's what's big about some of these, you know, what people would call high-profile gigs. It's just being in the moment and doing what you're supposed to do. Like I said, I felt like Grant ooped me. Because, I mean, Grant, it, it's the yin and the yang, man. My man, I'm, I'm, and I told Grant, I'm like, yo, bro, like, I'm just going to keep it 100. You, like, you are the epitome of taking advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, still looks young. Um, still, you know, in terms of his physique, you could tell he's taking care of his body. You know, married, you know, got has children, you know, still got his check, you know, still, you know, part owner of a team. I think he does commentating from time to time. So I'm just saying, looking at my man, he's talking about his father, how his mother and his father still work, how his father played for the NFL. And so it was a, it was a, like, yo, this dude, I'm not going to necessarily say, you know, if, if, if or not born with a silver spoon, like, I'm not going to say that, but definitely privileged. He was like, he's the only child of two only children, you know, um, and so it, it was just like, yo, this dude is like the... Yeah, he said, so when I go home and see my mom and dad, that's the family reunion. I had to process that. I didn't even get it that far. I had to process the two. Yeah, the only yeah. child or two only child. I got it now. Bro. Right, wow. right. Unbelievable, bro. So, so it was like he was on one spectrum, and then I get up and I'm on another spectrum. And I just felt like, you know, the whole uh, gamut was covered. Because he's got kids in there who have, like a Jared. Jared probably could relate to him. Because mm-hmm. his father did play in the league. You feel me? He, he could relate to him. But then I had a couple kids who came up to me and was like, yo, E, I don't got a father in my life. Like, I need to talk to you, bro. DM me. Well, you also told them to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily say, you know, reach out to me. But I did say, Carl, like, don't play with it. No, that's what you said. Father, like, you need help. You no, know? you told him, you said, look, raise your hand if your dad wasn't in your life. Come see me after work. Like, <laughs> exactly what you said. I promise you, I didn't think it was going, 
Oh no, I'm saying they was on they were feeling you is what I'm saying, but you mm -hmm. definitely that's why I said you were in daddy mode because you literally said, Do you have your father in your life? Come see me afterwards if you didn't, because we're gonna need to work on some stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean they responded. And they did, absolutely. Yeah, I was just saying it like, yo, you, you need help. Go get you some help. But they was like, for real, for real, like C said, responded immediately. You know, so um, so it was huge, man. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the part that I really, really enjoyed. And my son was there to hear Grand Hill, mm. you know, because I felt like Jalen's experience is way more Grand Hill's experience, you know what I'm saying, than, than, than the opposite. You know, and so there were some things that Grant was saying. He kept referring to my father taught me and my father said. Mm, yeah, he did. It was like, and that's why I think I really brought the message home. Like, yo, if you don't have a father, because I'm like, yo, Grant, not, not saying that he was sheltered or covered because kids cannot listen to their parents, but he listens to his dad. And you could just see the, bro, you could see like, uh, if he drinks, very responsibly. You know, whatever he's doing, he's taking care of himself. And you can see other people who've been in the league, mm -hmm. they don't look like that. First of all, they don't play that long. That's number one. They don't play that long. They definitely don't have an injury and play that long. And this guy has been able to play that long. And not only that, he's now, you know, part owner of a team. So he, he is getting, he, I'm talking about, he getting all the juice out that lemon. He's cooking mm. that thing tough. So, yeah, to C's point, man, I felt like a father in the room. I didn't feel like a fan. While I'm definitely happy for them, and I understand that they are one percenters, I felt like I was in that room because they needed me. And here's the thing that I love. What they said to me afterwards was, it, it wasn't even about the presentation itself. They, and I've never heard this, like, this way before, but they were all like, yo, that was so relevant, bro. Like, like, like you spoke to me. You spoke my language. You know, and I was like, yo, that's it. And some of you guys, speakers or whatever you do, like you're so bent out of shape on, okay, I got to say the right things. My time's got to be right. Everything got to be, it's like, you're not even relevant. And sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it is more important than even the, you know, the information that you're given. So right off the cuff, they just kind of felt like the way I was coming at them, like, yo, he really cares about us and has our best interest in heart. And so I did ask some very candid questions with some grown people in the room. But, yo, I had have, I have people responding. I had one dude say some stuff that, I, that kind of blew me back a little bit. Like, yo, I didn't know you was going to get that transparent. And then he came to me afterwards like, yo, E, I've been BSing. Like, yo, I'm not, I'm not really handling my, not even basketball. Like, I'm not handling, like, who I am as a person. I've become something else. Mm. And I need to be a leader. And my whole point, Carl, was that a leadership, we're not talking about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. We were just talking about when you're a leader, you have more control of your life than yeah. when you're a follower. Mm -hmm. Because if you're, not, if you're not leading, then you're being led. And sometimes when you're in their situation, what you're being led to do mm -hmm. is destructive. You yeah. know, so, um, yeah, it was, um, I, I really did. I felt like a father, man, and I, I felt like uh, even Jalen felt old. Jalen was like, shoot, Miles came after me. Miles was a man. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I graduated. Right, ain't that crazy? Jay in there, 22, crazy. one of the older kids. Wow. Yeah, Jay was like, Dad, I'm getting old. I was like, yeah, well, we all are. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do with it? Mm. But yeah, and then for Jalen to be, you know, they did the, they did the Michigan State, you know, Spartan dog 
handshake, you know, that whole nine, and just to see, you know, even Jalen coming out and saying, yo, dad, like, yo, I did this for four years. I, I remember some of the trouble, and I remember some of the things we need to look out for. He's like, yo, I see now that I need to be not just trying to be an agent, but I really do see the needs because if they don't go the right way, they don't come to this room. They don't get this experience, you know, and he was like, I, 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 I want to do my part before they get here to help them to get here. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no questions asked. So it was a, you know, Grant, like I said, Grant did a phenomenal job, man. I, I, I just, I had a phenomenal time. Yeah, no, nah, he did do a great job. And, you know, one of the things that, that I think hit them hard when you were talking about being a leader, and you was like, yo, if you don't got a plan for your life, somebody got one for you. Uh-huh. You don't got a plan for your money, somebody going to spend it for you. Like, you know, and it was uh, it was good for them to hear, man. And I saw them, you know, going off. Man, it's so funny because, of course, uh, <laughs> the theme of this podcast, nobody knows who uh, I am. So I'm sitting there, you know, low-key. <laughs> At the table eating breakfast, right? Me, Josh, and Jamal, we just sitting at the table eating breakfast. They don't know where we're with E. I don't even think I told you this, E, but it was a table, uh, rookies, like, right next to us. And one of them was like, oh, shoot, there go E.T. Oh, I know E.T. was coming to speak. Like, and then, like, they, like, start, like, fiving it up. Like, oh, man. And the, uh, there was a foreign guy at the table, and apparently he didn't know who you were. And he was like, ooh, and they were like, man, you don't know E.T.? Oh, my God, man, we, I've been listening to him since, like, seventh, sixth grade. Remember, the, uh, you know the baddest you want to be? Like, it was just crazy, and I'm like, wow. Like, my man said sixth grade, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sixth sense. Sixth grade, bro. And, right, now this boy, you know, in the NBA as a rookie, and um, yeah, no, it's just cool to see the work that you put in, man. And, you know, one of the things that's so crazy to me, and, you know, I know I talk about it on the podcast, you know, from time to time, but, like, when you see the fruit of your labor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you really can see the fruit of your labor, and you know, after all of these years to have them sitting there and, you know, be saying that, right? And somebody asked me, it was funny, somebody asked me today, um, I think it was Kenny, it was uh, one of our solar guys was asking me, like, did you think, like, did you see this? And I was like, yes, I actually did, you know? And I thought about that, like, back when we were sitting in that office, back when mm-hmm. we were unsure of exactly how we were gonna get there. I knew we would get there, but I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to sit there and hear them at the table, and me and Josh just looked at each other and started dying laughing, like, wow, you know, the, the, we're at the point now where he is, to them, like a father figure, a, a, you know, a mentor, or like somebody mm-hmm. who they've been watching their whole lives, and I'm like, wow, you know, sometimes you got to pinch yourself because it takes so long, and there's so many dark days, and there's so mm-hmm. many hard times, like, you know, there were some, some bad moments. And, you know, it's like the, uh, and I'll I, I mess it up, but somebody was saying, Jamal was saying, you know, it's like he had planted his floors as bamboo. Like his floors are bamboo. I don't know if you got this, Carl. Maybe this was an exclusive uh, yeah. for me about Jamal's house. But he used bamboo wood on the floors because bamboo, and I'm going to mess it all up. I'm sure somebody will correct me. But like bamboo, you plant the bamboo tree, and for three years, absolutely nothing happens. Nothing. Like the ground yeah. is just like nothing. And then, like, I think it's like 90 days, it's like 100 feet, right? Like, once it breaks the soil, Mm -hmm. like, from that point forward, it's just out of here. And that's Mm -hmm. the way I kind of look at, you know, our careers. Like, it was underneath the soil. Now, it's still doing something under there, but you can't see it. And I honestly think people always ask, like, what is y'all key to success? How did y'all get there? You know, and I honestly think... It was just, we were dumb enough, naive enough to believe that if we kept working, 
hmm. that eventually something would happen. And I think so many people e, get stuck on this. Like, if they don't see it immediately, especially now with social media and all that, like, mm. if I'm doing it and I can't get an immediate result that I can show people, I'm out. And On so when thing. I heard them say that, like, I just had a moment. You know, you get those moments. I just had a moment. I was sitting there. I was like, wow. Like, yo, I remember when, you know, things were looking bleak. And I, and Carl was like, hit the Big Ten for a minute. We had to call Carl and be like, yo, get oh. your butt back here. And I went to substitute teach for like a week. And he was like, yo, get your butt back here. This is the dream and this is how we're going to do it. And E, I just, you know, for me, and I want to know from you, you know, kind of when you feel that energy from, you know, the kids at the NBA rookies or when you go to the Miami Dolphins and they want to take pictures with you and all of that, you've been at this even longer than us, right? You had, you know, I don't know, eight years in the game before you even met us or 10 years, if, if you will. And so when you see it come to fruition, kind of like that bamboo tree, do you look at it like that? Or what advice do you have for somebody who's out there that's listening to the podcast, who has a dream, who thought about something, who's ready to take that next step, who's been working on something for the past two years and they haven't seen it break the surface yet? What, what was it that allowed us to keep going, do you think? Because I obviously say, I know from my perspective, but you're the head of this ship. What was it that allowed us to keep going to the point where, you know, these these kids are giddy, NBA players are giddy to see you? Like, what was it? What was that that mindset? Well, I, I, I will say this, you know, of course, you know, maybe years ago, you know, when we, you know, did our first, you know, whatever, maybe, you know, the Dolphins the first time or maybe when we did the Carolina Panthers, I think the first time where, um, you know, when um, Davis brought, Thomas Davis brought us out, mm -hmm. you know, and we had a chance. That's why I initially met Cam Newton. Um, I think maybe, you know, in the earlier years, you know, to hear, to be able to, to experience the scripture that says, you know, you find a man or a woman who's diligent at their work and they shall stand before kings and not me, men. So I think initially it was like, not even the celebrity thing, but it was, we made it, you know. And, and by making it, I just mean, you know, we we survive. And I think that's what success is. And I mentioned this earlier to CJ. You know, this is, I think, for me, for real, man, this is the, the one of the privileges, you know, of, you know, getting the GED, like kind of failing early and kind of knowing that, all right, you're not going to be able to do this, you know, with just pure IQ. You know what I'm saying? You have to bring some other stuff in. And I was telling C the other day, I was like, yo, see, people, when they hear, you know, we doing the NBA, the NFL, you know, whatever, you know, commercials, whatever for them, it's like, ooh. I was like, yo, bruh, even though everybody goes to Vegas for the nightlife, it ain't, the nightlife ain't all 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really think about it, the sun don't set to about 839. You know what I'm saying? And it might go from 9 to 5 or 6. Like, that's a, like a work hour. Like, it's not, 20, you don't go to Vegas in the whole 24 hours. It's, it's, it's the nightlife. It's only for a small period, you know? And so for me, I, I kind of understand that you're going to live way more ordinary days, you know what I'm saying, than you're going to live the nightlife, bro. Like, it just mm. don't work like that. And I think so many people are thinking, yo, we're going to live the nightlife. And you might. But it's like, I, after I finished with the gig, I was back out in the car, you know what I'm saying, with my Spanish teacher struggling. You know, then I got some calls that so-and-so got cancer, you know what I'm saying? And I got a call, so-and-so baby, 
at the churches, and then, you know what I'm saying, like, so many things, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, the NBA lasted for however long that was. It was an hour that I spoke, 40, 45 minutes I spoke, you know, we ate lunch, you know, with the guys, I talked to some of the guys, talked to some of the NBA officials, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I was back, bro, in the real world. You, you feel me? Like we were back in the real world. I had to shop with Didi. You feel me? I'm in Times Square walking around like everybody else. I'm not floating in Times Square. I'm spending money in Times Square. I got the booger experience in Times Square. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I got people running up on me, you know, wanting to talk. Didi keep walking, you know, because she like, I ain't tripping on people speaking to you, but I'm, I'm going shopping. Like, I'm not going to sit here every block. And it's, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shoot, my girl leaving me. I ain't trying to be disrespectful. So I'm just saying, bro, I just think a lot of people, if they understood that the light, the night light is a small span of time and the sunlight is the majority light. And I, and I don't know if you've been to Vegas and I want to mess it up for you, but Vegas at eight o'clock in the morning ain't Vegas at 10 o'clock at night. Hmm. It, it, it's not the same Vegas. It don't look the same. When the, when the sun come out, it's a different Vegas. You feel me? Then at night. So for me, see, I think the, the, the way I am able to handle it is I live my normal life every day and grind that out. And then I enjoy when these type of experiences happen. But I just understand that ain't nobody going to like you. It, 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 you're not going to go through a day or life. And every single moment is going to be the bomb. This is the day that the Lord made. I will rejoice. And so I just got to get to a point where. Yo, if it's a regular day, I'm going to rejoice in it. If mm -hmm. it's a bad day, I'm going to rejoice in it. If I get a call from the league and I get to come and speak, I'm going to rejoice in it. I just think too many people, oh, they, want the, they want the big stage. They want the big whatever. Y'all heard me say this before. You practice way longer than you play. The game is only about two hours. That's it. You, you're practicing every single day, working out. That's what, that's what the real... That's what the real experience looks like. And if, you, and if you can prove to the world that you can do that, then every blue moon, life is going to, uh, what's the word? Hmm. Life's going to bless you with a little dessert. But, but for the most part, bro, it ain't, it, we don't live a dessert life, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm yes, here thinking, it does, see. but you know me. I'm, so, E, you do, you do live a, a pretty healthy dessert life. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You know More saying? than like, average. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I get where you're going, but I'm, I'm gonna have to throw the flag a little bit because you do live an incredible life, and you did work hard for that life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so you're right. Every second might not be like Disneyland, but for the most part, you live like you want to live. You travel like you want to travel. You sit in first class. You, you know, stay in nice hotels. You shop. You can buy whatever you want. Your girl straight. <laughs> She you got retired, an insider. Like, right, exactly. Right. You got insiders everywhere. So I get what you're saying, but on a whole, your quality of life is on a is on a whole nother level. Somebody else listening to the podcast, their quality of life may not be on that level yet. And they're working towards that. So I'm not even talking about moments per se, like, oh, did I get a promotion? Did I get this? Did I get that? I'm talking about elevating your overall quality of life. And I'm and the only reason I say this, man, is because for real, man, every time I turn around now, you know, somebody I know, friends, family, whatever, you know, they're on mm -hmm. antidepressants. You know, they're like going through it. Their marriage is struggling. You know, people are, and, and I don't know if it's the, you know, the, the Instagram effect, people comparing themselves. Again, comparison is the thief of joy. I told mm -hmm. somebody that the other day. Oh, I told my, my little cousin that, you know, 
she was kind of talking about like, oh, well, you know, somebody such and such got this, some such and such got that. And I'm like, yo, comparison is the thief of joy. And for whatever reason, people are comparing themselves. Mm. And I think it's lending to an overall lower quality of life. And it's hard to be happy when you're struggling. It's hard to be happy when, you know, your finances are low. So I agree, e, you may not have bad, you know, uh, you may have some bad moments, whatever. But for the most part, you're not necessarily worried about the lights getting cut off. You're not necessarily worried about your, you, you losing your marriage. You're not necessarily worried about, you know, any of those type things that somebody who's going through the storm is worried about. And so when you wake up every day and your reality doesn't look like you think it should look and you think you're doing the right things, mm-hmm. how do you hold on to what, you see what I'm saying? Oh, let me tell you this. Let me tell y'all this, man. I'm so I'm so happy we don't talk before the podcast, and you know this ain't no. I throw you a loop, e, so you can sound like we had it one conversation. Let me explain something to y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say two two things, and I really need you for real. If you're somewhere where you can write this down, I want you to write it because I want you to compare it. And please go to the Sunday coaching with ET calls, please, y'all. I'm talking about I'm giving away stuff that should be I should be reserving this for thousands. This is the kind of information that should be going out. And again, they probably giving it to y'all for free. I don't know. I'm not really sure what. I just get on the call. I don't know how. Well, they're definitely getting ready to get this for free. Should we stop this? <laughs> right. Carl, hit the dial tone. Flag on, on the flag. You know what I'm saying? Sign up and be you. <laughs> Everybody on the edge of their seat, and we just blur it out and just make you go to be you. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. You don't lose your train. Don't lose your train of thought. Are people gonna hate me on the internet? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose my train of thought. Carl, please tell me you record. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Good. So let's go. So listen to me, guys. Let me say this. I'm just going to keep it 100. My quality of life is, I'm talking about God is blessed, but my quality of work is equal, either equal to or greater than my quality of life. Hmm. There's one thing that has, that has not changed in my quality of grind. My quality of grind ain't changed. My quality of life, that's what's changed over the years. My quality of grind ain't never changed. Like, I'm grinding as hard probably now than I was before. And what I mean by that is I don't have to grind the way I'm grinding right now. But to C's point, I have made myself feel like I I don't know if my electricity is going to be paid. I don't know if my wife is going to stick around. I don't know if I'm going to be able to provide for my family. Like, I I don't wake up making an assumption that that what I have now, I'm going to have tomorrow if I don't grind. So I'm being honest with you guys. If you're listening, you have to understand that my quality of life has everything to do with my quality of grind. It's not the opposite. And some of you think the money comes and then, no, the grind has to come first. It has to come first. And the greater lifestyle you want, the greater the grind. Now, you don't have to grind the way I grind. But you do have to find out in your industry what does grinding look like in your industry. What 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 does get what like what time do you need to get up in your industry? What do you need to know in your industry? Who do you need to know in your industry? What are the day to day things you need to do? So I'm being real with y'all. My grind, I, bro. I'm yesterday, man. I still got to get up, run, do my stuff. Get, I'm on the phone on my way to whatever. Come back. I, I saw a dude here, a, a bellsman here. It was like, bro, you must got unlimited unlimited on your phone. This is the first time I've seen you not on your phone. This, this the bell's been paying attention to me. Like, this is the first time I ain't seen you on your phone. And so, guys, it's meeting after meeting. 
plan after plan. We got school days. We got the normal stuff. Like I'm a pastor of a church. I got my whole family here. I got my wife that I got to cater to. Bro, it's a lot. I, 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 it's a lot. My mom just wrote a book, Tum Tum, helping Tum with his book. We, we planned it for something September 1st. I probably got 10, 20 gigs in the next month. So I promise you when I tell you that when you see my lifestyle, you get to see that. What you don't get to see is the grind. And the grind, I'm telling you, is equivalent to or greater than the lifestyle you're looking at right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, I got you. Uh, I, I, I guess sort of answered it, but I want to go back to when your grind was crazy, but the results didn't look crazy. It wasn't there. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get to. I understand now that you're still grinding to maintain or even up the lifestyle that you have now. But I'm talking about when you're working and, and, and really, you know, busting your butt like you're supposed to, but you're uh-huh. not seeing the results. So you're working and grinding like you are, but yet I'm still behind on my bills. You, you know what? I'm still not able to take my family on vacation. Like, that's the person I want you to talk to. And also, what were you thinking back then when, you know, when your, st- your stories of, you know, walking 32 miles to work one way and eating ramen noodles? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Yeah, I'm just saying that's why it's not fair for me to talk because, like, for real, y'all, I've always seen this is the only thing that I was born to do. And when you see this is the only thing you was born to do, what, 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 what can you, what, what you going to do? It's like seeing to... But you can still be frustrated with the, not seeing the outcome, E. I'm not saying that you didn't follow your destiny and all of that. I'm just talking about from a standpoint of when you were working and you putting in that work, maybe you were speaking... You was all, you're on the road every day, and you still came home like, wow, we still don't have enough to hit Disney World. We still yeah. don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, Let me tell you something. I'm just being real, bro. I can only speak from my experience. I definitely had those days, but those days never outweighed that I thought this was what I was supposed to be doing. So it's like when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what you can't do nothing else. Like, like if you quit, you 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 got you got to wake up tomorrow and now you a day or two behind. So for me, did I ever get discouraged? Like man, this ain't it's like I don't see what I want to see. Yeah, but I was never like we down by twenty three, we can't come back. I was always like, you know, we just need to get one touchdown. We just need to get one touchdown, and let's focus on this one touchdown. And then tomorrow we you know, so we get another touchdown, and we can come back. So, so I never had nothing else to fall back on. It's kind of what you said earlier in our career. I never had a net, bro. I never had a net. So because I never had a net, did I cry? You don't think that 30,000 MSU was paying us was a net? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That net was like made of spider web. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going right through that sucker. I, I don't ever really talk about it, but when I first got there, and this, this, let me tell y'all, this is why I'm so, like, some of y'all want to lead, but you want to lead, but, but you don't want to go through the experience. So when they were, when C and Carl was living off the, um, whatever you call that, whatever the university, little money they get. Assistant CEO. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I, I wasn't tripping and I didn't feel bad, because I did it before they did it. So I don't ever talk about it, but I, I had a whole family living off of that. My wife wasn't working. My kids didn't, they, they had Jack, and I was living off of that 1200 or whatever for two and a half years. You feel me? Before I got my 30 grand. So 
So some of y'all out there, you want to lead, but you ain't going through what you're telling your people to go through. So for me, it was easy to, to, to tell C, don't do this and don't do that. And Carl, don't do this. and don't. I did it. So I went without, I, I went on that check with four people with a wife that's a gorilla that was pissed and was like, I can't believe you got me into this hell. So some of y'all going through hell by yourself. I went through it with a wife that didn't want to talk to me, that didn't want to go to church, didn't want to do chat. Because she like, what in the have you gotten us into? So I've been where y'all been. But I ain't had no net. I brought my whole family. This joker got it. I gotta succeed. I, I, we and we left the we left the house that's better than the one I'm living in. We left the church. We, we went to the, the house family. to an apartment. We yeah. We left everything for what? For this the possibility to be at the NBA, to be at the NFL. So when I was going through hell, I'd rather go through the hell I was going through. To get to this, then to settle and be comfortable for the rest of my life and think about what could I have done? What could I have become? Like, I don't want to be the dude watching Martin Luther King and getting that itch and be like, shoot, that could have been me. Malcolm, that could have been me. I don't want to be that dude. So I got up every day like, yo, e, I'd rather give up the house. I'd rather give up the, the, the check Diddy was getting, the insurance. Like, yo, let's give up everything and let's take, chase this dream. So I'm a little different. And yeah, I went through hell just like y'all. Yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, I'm mad when I come home. My girl don't believe in me and she don't believe in the dream. I'm pissed. But I'm not pissed to the point of quitting. What I was actually pissed with was, I'm ready. Give me another play. Michael Jordan said, and this, is, this might seem sick to some of y'all, but this is just where his mind was. Michael Jordan said, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. You feel me? I just ran out of time. And, and that's, the, that's the thought process I had. Like, yo, we didn't get it today. We're going to get it tomorrow. Okay, we didn't get it tomorrow. Okay, we're going to get it the next day. And I just, net, bro, I just, I, I just, for real. Yeah, pain is real, but the pain wasn't, it, it didn't feel as real as the dream and, and knowing that I could get to that dream. See, and like I said, for some of you, you like, that's over the top. It is what it is, though. It's my reality. That, that, that the hope of getting to where we are now was greater than the pain that I felt before we got here. Okay, so I got it. Thank you for that. What did you do when you felt the pain? And walk us through those moments. When Man, you came in the apartment yeah. and Diddy wasn't talking to you. When you came in and Diddy was looking at you like you were crazy. Like, what? Like, were, were you sick to your stomach? Did you call your mama? Did you, you like, you know what I mean? Like, How what was going on in your that? mind during that time? Uh, no, I got, uh, up. I got up at 3 o'clock like I did every other day and just was like, all right, give me the strength to get through this day. Like, and give me a sign. It just show me I'm getting closer. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't need you to change my circumstances. I just need to know, I'm like, I'm by myself right now. Like, I just got nobody at this point. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the grad program. I'm studying a lot. I'm reading. I'm doing my thing. I'm not really at the crib like that. I'm just like, God, I just need a sign that I'm doing the right thing. That's all I need. You know what I'm saying? I just need to know that I'm on the right path. I just need to know I'm not wasting my family. Okay, so that's a good question. So you were looking for signs that you were mm -hmm. on the right that's path? A, that's big, yeah. yeah okay, give me an example, though. Give me yeah, an example yeah. of that because somebody's out there working and they're not sure what the sign they should be looking for to see if it's working or not. So what was the sign that you got? that, okay, this is working, stick with it. And if you didn't get the sign, would you have quit? Um, I'm, I'm sure I would have quit if I didn't get the sign. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure I would okay. have, but, you know, so I'll give you an example. So um, I'm in a program, and I'm asked to read a book a, a week, a 
book a week, you know, turn in a big old paper, bibliography, like some crazy kind of note stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I can't do this. And out of nowhere, my boy Rodney Patterson's like, yo, you ever met Demetrius Marlowe? I'm like, nope. And I go talk to Demetrius. And I sit down with Demetrius. Demetrius like, yo, come to, come to lunch with me every day. I buy you lunch. And not only would I buy you lunch, we're going to go over your papers. All right, that's a sign. You know, um, you know, I want to do this program, you know, at Michigan State. I end up getting a call from my boy Bogan, Coach Bogan, like, yo, come, whatever, whatever. Talk to him. He like, uh, I meet your father. Your father, like, yo, you need to be my son. He do X, Y, and Z. He can help you with your program. I like, cool. You know what I'm saying? So I just got little signs here and there. Indiana University, they want you to come speak to the football program. I'm like, oh, I'm on the right path. You feel what I'm saying? Like, um, I got a call from my realtor, E. Uh, just found somebody. I know you feel like you're about to lose your house, but I just found somebody after six months who willing to uh, rent your crib out. I'm like, praise God, because I'm paying. I'm off a of student loan. I mean, off of a fifteen hundred, whatever they gave me, twelve hundred. I'm buying groceries, paying for the little spot, and I gotta take care of my house back in. The, I don't have that kind of money. So that was a sign when somebody came and they gonna pay the rent. Boom! Well, when the tornado tore that sucker down, like that's a sign. She called me like, I'm so sorry to tell you your house. I'm like, did I have insurance? Like, yeah, you got great insurance. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was he like was early when me and he was bro. hanging. I remember E being uh, like, yo, my house in Alabama got hit by a tornado. Was I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. He was like, please. I, I'm grateful. God is good. That's a sign. That's, I don't have uh, to pay my mortgage no more. That's a sign. And I got all my money back for the house. And you get money back, yeah. Yeah, so I prayed for a sign, man, and... You know, uh, God sent a tornado. Yeah, that's helpful. Right. Only no, that, E. That, you know what I'm saying? Praise <laughs> for a sign and the tornado will tear your house down. And it's a blessing. And it's a blessing. Yeah. No, E, that's huge, though, because, see, I was with you on the line of question. Dude, I'm not seeing none. It ain't nothing growing. It ain't nothing happening. Like, what keeps me going? Like, so that piece is huge, E. Like, there's some tangible crumbs that you're seeing along the way. None, it don't have to be yeah. nothing super deep, but there's something that keeps egging you on. Like, yo, keep going, keep going. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, and I think, the, I mean, that's obviously, you know, I, I talk about that at, you know, some of the conferences and stuff. Small wins create momentum. Yeah. And you just need a little bit of momentum, man. So many people, man, you out there and, you know, you woe is me and every time you look around, there's a gray cloud following you. Just get a couple small wins. Mm. You know what I mean? Just go set the LLC up. It costs like fifty dollars to set up an uh, LLC. Like, just uh, go set it up and get the name of it and get it registered and get like a logo, right? Just do that, and I promise you, you will feel like, yo, I'm getting somewhere, right? And most of you never get the car out of park. Like you, and I'm just being real. Mm. I talk to entrepreneurs all over the place, or entrepreneurs, if you will, and most people just never get the car out of park. I'm like, we got an LLC, not yet, because I was still thinking maybe I. Shouldn't leave my job because my girl, and then I was going to talk to my, I'm like, yo, just do something to start getting some momentum going so that you can start building, you know, like I said, building on those small wins. So small wins create momentum, small yeah. wins eventually turn into bigger wins, bigger wins turn into championships. And so we've lived by that philosophy and hopefully you guys out there understand, you know, you know, while we're drilling this home and the reason I'm going on E so hard is because, you know, I, I think you you obviously live by faith, but I think a lot of you wonder if your faith is really naivety. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not sure, but I think there's a thin line between the two, don't you? Like I'm maybe you know I'm just saying maybe there is right. Like like I said, people always ask me like, oh you know what do people think when y'all said? I said what do you think people thought when we said we're quitting our job at Michigan State with decent pay, 
And 401k, benefits, health insurance, and all that, we're going to quit that to do YouTube. What do you think people were thinking? And this is like before YouTube was hot. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody thought that was a good idea. And I think there might have, in their mind, I'm pretty sure they thought we were naive. And we may have been, but we also had the faith that it was going to happen. And so where is that line between being naive and having ultimate faith? I'll wait. I, got time. <laughs> I didn't hear you, see. Oh, okay. Let me run that back because that was a sweet question. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what a setup. Me. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, Carl, I, I spend my life trying to make this podcast work. You know what I'm saying? I said, what? Okay. I said, what is, where is the line between being naive and having faith? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I, I thought I said it. Um, you know, no, I'm not talking about for you. I'm talking about for people in general. You're Somebody's out yeah, there listening and they're like, yo, I'm about to quit med school and be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, where is the line? Because I think people have huge dreams and they want big things and they want to, you know, strive for greatness and all of this stuff. But yet I got a job that's paying me 85000 and I'm living a pretty decent life. Like, what? And then I want to leave that to, you know, pursue, pursue my acting career. Like, where mm. is the line between... Yo, you being naive, and yo, this dude got a lot of faith. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, who knows where that line is, but I, I, I could just give you maybe a few things to think about. Um, in my own personal journey, I had reached a level of success, and I was at a point where I had hit a glass ceiling. So I didn't move to Michigan State to begin a career in speaking. I'd already had one. I left to take it to another level, right? And I had established myself. We had a home, you know, we had a community, we had a church. My wife had a great job, you know, her dream job as a home health, you know, nurse provider, our kids in school. So I just need you to understand, I didn't come to Michigan State chasing a dream. I came to Michigan State to develop one. That's the difference. I was, I was looking to develop something that had already started. I wanted to take it to another level. I was looking to surround myself in an environment. I was looking to surround myself with a group of people. And I was really, I was, I was trying to stretch myself so that I can get more out of my gift. You know what I'm saying? So did I, did I make some risk? Absolutely. You know, um, did I put my family in a very, you know, um, peculiar kind of situation? Absolutely. But remember I was developing. I wasn't just dreaming. It wasn't just a uh, hype. I was actually coming to get a degree. And so, yes, it was a situation where we went without, but I figured if I got a master's degree, you know, uh, and then by me getting the master's, Diddy finished her four year. So my wife is a registered nurse. You only need a two year degree and pass, you know, your board. So my wife didn't have a four year. So by me getting my master's, that even made Diddy do something that she wasn't thinking about. And that was to get her four year degree. Come to find out years, a year or so later, that there was a new law that came out that nurses would have to have a four-year degree to get certain jobs, right? So my wife and I were developing ourselves. So I think that's different. Number two, if you have a spouse or you have a family that you're close to, remember, even though my wife fought me, she came with me, saying what? That she saw and agreed that I had a gift. She didn't necessarily agree with the methods that I was going to use to develop that gift, but she knew I had something and she was willing to, she was willing to support me 
you know, whatever that support looked like, passive or aggressive, whatever it looks like, she was willing to support me. I had a university that gave me a fellowship that paid for me to go to school, that put me up in a hotel. So I just want to show you guys that, yes, it was faith, but I don't know that it was blind. It was faith, but I had a plan. You know what I'm saying? that It wasn't just like I'm just going to go out here and just put my family in a car. No, I had a plan. Now, did we know if that plan was going to work out? Of course we didn't know if it was going to work out or not. But I did have a plan. I had support. We moved to Michigan, where we're originally from. So mama was an hour away. Mother-in-law was an hour away. I, I want you all to kind of see this. So uh, family members were a couple hours away. Chicago, right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I did take a risk. But it was to develop me, not necessarily see, you know, this blind faith of I don't have, mm -hmm. I don't know nobody. I don't have a path. I don't have a I plan. just got an idea. You know what I'm saying? I got an idea. We're just going to sacrifice yeah. everything for that idea. Now, if you're single and you don't have no responsibilities, with God, you can do whatever you want to do. You can take 60 risks if you want to because it doesn't affect yeah. anybody but you. But she did yeah. say this once on the podcast. I need you to hear me. If you're expecting somebody else to sponsor your dream, then you do need to get a little bit of cosign from them because you like, well, my mama ain't got the right to tell me what to do. What she does is she got to buy the plane ticket for your dream and mm. get the hotel for your dream. Mm. And your daddy got to buy the, uh, the cosign on the, on the car for your dream. Yeah. You, you, you're going to need to tell somebody where you're going and <laughs> you're going to need to, you're going to need to explain your little dream because you want people to sponsor. And I'm just being real as sponsor. Well, if we ever get a sponsor, they want to know some stuff from us. Like, they just ain't like, he go building, he go free food. They want to know what we're doing, how many people we're doing it for, what's the time frame, what's the date. So I would say, see, if you have loved ones or people who are going to be affected by your dream, it's only fair to get them involved to some extent. All right, yeah, now I want to, and I want to go back to that. Um, maybe next podcast or whatever, I want to talk about risk-taking. I actually had that on the docket, but we're running out of time. And um, I don't know how long this recording is going to last now because, as you probably noticed by now, E's audio has has failed to launch. <laughs> so we're recording on the conference line. Thank God, man, because I'm going to be real. I'm good. As long as we ain't got to do... Y'all probably don't know it, but we've had to do podcasts uh, over in the past. I'm uh, talking about start, start to finish. Like somebody audio didn't record, and we had to literally like start over and do an entire... 90 minutes over, but like I said, man, we committed to getting y'all this to y'all every Thursday, 6 o'clock. It's kind of when we get it to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. So we, what we're going to do is, are we going to use, no, we, I guess we can use Carl and I's real audio. Yeah, and, and just, just let Ease play. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, we apologize in advance. Hopefully, Carl, the team can clean this audio up. I make no apologies. <laughs> what, did, what did you do, Dad? What did you do? Yeah, how did you, you mess it up? Well, I, I think what happened, guys, was, you know, I, my... Anytime you start with that, you, you already know you know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> what happened was... So what I tried to... What I called myself doing was, I'm going to remove, move it and put it right next to me so I can look at the batteries and make sure that they don't die on me and we don't have a recording. But in doing that, I guess whenever you move it too suddenly, it the, the recording stopped and I was... So Actually, no, not at all. I was going to say, did you... Act I've never heard of moving it too suddenly and it stops <laughs> recording. 
At any point, did you think of changing the batteries, though, like at the beginning? <laughs> well, no, the batteries are good. We still got two-on-one, one-on-one, and one-on-one. And I like, to, I like to have my back. I don't like to See, he be taking chances. See, I swap out brand-new batteries. It's very uh, terrible time, for, the, for the environment, but it is great for my peace of mind. Yeah. I, he, he, like, watched the battery on 1% flash and, like, hurry up, wrap up the podcast. Um, so anyway, hopefully the audio is decent. Maybe the team can d- doctor it yeah, up. And we'll do our make, best. Put some, put some bass on it. Um, uh, shout out to Organifi, man, our sponsor for this podcast and every podcast, man. Organifi is the superfood green drink, man, that all of us have been on heavy. Shout out to everybody in Chi-Town who came up to me, man, and said, yo, I'm on the Organifi heavy. I brought Tommy. He wanted to try the gold. I had a couple extra of the gold, man, so I took my boy Tommy the go shout out to Tommy Jamal's big brother man who uh is is heavy he got his kids on it they're both athletes man he said they love it they're on it heavy and organifi has been a great sponsor of ours man and drink it man you will feel better all right get your immune system boosted up get your get your focus right it helps me focus i love it um it gives me that energy that i need man i, I told you back in the day i used to sneak a a Red Bull or two, you know, on the side. I know it's terrible, Sean, forgive me. Um, <laughs> but since I've been on the Organifi, man, I have not needed that, man. I've been, you know, straight with the Organifi and hitting two of those joints a day, one in the morning and one in the evening. So, um, yeah, man, you guys jump on that Organifi, man. Go there and get a discount, all right, on us, just for no reason other than the fact that y'all rock with us and you listen to the podcast, you can get a di- uh, discount, all right? Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Com. Use the promo code SUCCESS. Get 20% off your order. All right, and hit us up. Let us know how you like it. I think I'm going to read some reviews next week, man, because people have been sending us in a lot of reviews saying how much they love it, and people on the green, the gold, some people on the red juice, and it's just been great, man. And that gold is really good for, um, like, sleeping, man. So you hit it up mm-hmm. with the warm, and it relaxes you. And, and uh, for those of you who have trouble sleeping, definitely try out the gold. All right? Um, let's see. Ask E.T., Let's see, man. We got uh, we got some questions here for you, E. And let's see, where are they? I gotta have these ready. Um, all right, let's go with Jacinta in Houston. Say, hey guys, huge fan of the podcast. Quick question: What is each of you all's favorite book? Hmm. The Bible, duh. Right, Bible. Um, Lord have mercy. I don't know. You know, hey, what I'm the, se- the secret to success. The secret to success. <laughs> I say the shack. Yeah, the shack was oh. a good one. Yeah, that was that was powerful. Um, I don't, I don't even know right now. Oh, um, yeah, all these, all Carl got about sixteen degrees. Four hundred. Oh, how to, oh, how to win friends? E, that's another like solid one for me. How to win friends and influence people? Well, guidebook. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't read much, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not a big, I'll tell you my favorite movie. You know what I'm saying? Coming to America. <laughs> no, nah, um, favorite book, uh, not favorite book, but the book that I was on last year that was heavy was uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, that book. I forgot the book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, Deshaun uh. in Memphis says, CJ, I'm curious to see why you don't like the new season of Power. I think it's been, do- I, I don't, man, Power just been like a little confusing. I'm like, man, I don't know if I went to sleep on a couple, but every time, like the Lobos and the Los Linkos and this person and that person and Tommy Dad, and it's just, 
you know how a show just starts getting too complex and you're like, okay, either I'm dumb or it's just too much going on to follow. So I guess I'm just lost, Deshaun, to be honest with you. Like before it was like you knew exactly what was going on, what needed to happen, and now you got the Russians and Lobos and Angela and the, you don't know who's who or what's what. I'm like, yo, I like I like it to make some connections and it's just taking too long for me. I feel like they're trying to stretch the season out or trying to stretch the seasons out. And so, you know how a show starts off and they like, you know, they're not scared to let a couple main people go. I feel like now they kind of getting, they seeing the results of the of show and they're starting to fall in love with keeping it alive. It's kind of like The Walking Dead. I started watching The Walking Dead too. I only mm. got like a few shows that I watch and now they're getting trash. So. I'm I'm still watching it though. I'm I'm giving it a chance. I'm giving it a chance. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Isaac in New York said, "Hey guys, thanks so much for the podcast. Um, thanks to your influence, I re-enrolled in college to pursue my goal of becoming a CPA. My question is: Is it inappropriate for me to ask my instructor instructor out on a date? She's super cool, beautiful, <laughs> and single. She's uh. a little older than me, but I think she's feeling me." Any any advice on if I should ask her out, and if I should, how should I approach the conversation? Oh, this is right or wrong. Uh, right pass, or your, wrong. pass your class first. Pass your class first. Oh, I'm thinking that's how you pass the class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the difference between me and Carl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's, 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 in, in a nutshell, there's the difference between Carl and I right there. Uh, e, what do you say, man? Should he ask his teacher out? She's a little older than him, but she's That's how you get kicked out the program. What do you mean get kicked out the program? Oh, that, there's some clause in there that yeah. professors can't have a relationship with students. Yeah, it's in the bylaws. Uh, what, uh, I'm going to need to see that uh, ruling. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the problem? If she's single and he's single, what's the problem? They're both grown. So you say don't, you say, you tell, well, here go the thing. You say you telling them not to go for it? I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, she could lose her job. And gain a husband. Fair trade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Carl? You got to decide what you want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's going to make they, you they happy got, right They got now. other jobs. It's hard to find a good man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to get her groove back, though. Uh, let me tell you something. I know sisters out here that's definitely willing to give up a gig for a good man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, hey, listen, Isaac, go for it. This is how you do it. On the back of your test, just write, I like you. Do you like me? <laughs> no Circle doubt. Circle yes or Circle no. Circle yes or no. No doubt. <laughs> and when she's grading your paper, if you get an A, she's into you. If you fail, <laughs> chances are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> chances uh... are. You might want to just uh, move on, all right? Um, let's see. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. Ah, man. Uh, Steve in Iowa said, hey, guys, I've been married for five years and it's been great. Recently, I've started dabbling in some online trading and I've had a fair amount of success. Not anything crazy, but I'm making an extra $700 to $1,000 a month. Mind you, this is away from my nine to five. The problem is that I think the money should be mine to do what I want with it, which is mostly reinvest, by the way, but my wife thinks it should be put in the joint account. Is it right that I want to spend <laughs> the extra money that I make the way I want to? 
Hey, is it right that you got to take your socks off? <laughs> right, no doubt. Is it right you got to take your socks <laughs> off? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't see a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> man, look, it's away from his nine to five. He's making it happen. You're saying he still has to check in how he spends that money? Oh, uh, bro, it ain't nothing that's yours no more. Kill that. Wow, y'all are really whooped. Y'all are really whooped, uh, I'm going to need y'all to get a backbone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Start standing up to y'all wives. I ain't got no backbone. He <laughs> need to whoop your backbone out of you. You know what I'm saying? You jellyfish, you. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about he ain't never lied. The jellyfish. Wow, both of y'all. Of a jellyfish. Uh, My man that made an extra grand, he can't, spend, he can't go buy something he want to buy? Come on, bro. You done made an extra thousand. I got to check in and we got to... Save and invest that too? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm about to buy some jade. I didn't say that he couldn't. I just we just got to agree to it. Don't want to say uh, It's uh, extra money, though. It's extra money. Hey, it's, I, mean, hey, I ain't E.T. I, it ain't no such thing as extra money. This is also true. You know what I'm saying? This is also <laughs> true. I told y'all, E balling so heavy, E find a check for like five grand in his back pocket every other week. I'm like, whoa. Where they do that at? I remember, uh, I mean, shoot, I found six bucks in my pocket the other day and almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, whoa, straight to Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? What you say? I'm not buying batteries with the 5000 I'm buying either. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> right. shoot, I don't even think, bro, I still don't understand how you lost your recording. You said what? You, you taking that $6 you got and blowing it on Duracells. Uh, let me tell you something. I actually just came from the store. Batteries are high, bro. Oh, that's expensive. $16.99 for 20. Yeah. I think for it was 20, like 20 24? Batteries. Yeah, like something like that, yeah. So listen, I need y'all to buy some Organifi, doggone it. At least just cover my battery cost. <laughs> so we can keep doing rolling, this thing. Okay? Yeah. I'm not asking much here, all right? No, um... All right, cool. Let's uh, let's talk about um, let's um, let's yeah, let's what announcements? I have an announcement. We are doing a live taping of the podcast. All right, we're live taping. I'm super excited. It's our first live open to the public podcast, right? Am I right about that? Is that a uh, is other, that, well, yeah. The, the cruise was kind of live, to, but that you know was, what I'm saying that wasn't open to the public though. That was right, right, right. Buy yeah. a ticket to the cruise. This one is still open to the uh, uh, is open to the public. But it's open up to the public in this way. We're not selling tickets directly for the podcast. If you have a ticket to the Ignite the Dream in Philadelphia on September 9th, that ticket is your way to get into the live podcast taping on Friday. All right? Ignite the Dream is on Sunday. We're going to do the podcast Friday evening. And in order to get in, you have to have a ticket from Ignite the Dream. All right? So here's what I think we're going to do, Carl. And I should have ran this past you, but here's my idea. I was going to say, we'll have a live I'm getting it fresh, meeting. y'all. I'm getting yeah, it we'll fresh. Yeah, we have a live staff meeting here. Here's what I want to do. Let's create a link that basically the first, however many people the venue can hold, mm-hmm. the first is they can go there. It doesn't cost anything extra. The first people to prove, some kind of way we had to have them prove that they ordered a ticket and then register, and the first, I don't know, let's say 100 people who register can attend the live tape of the podcast. How's that sound? Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, live live staff meeting on air, okay? So listen, Carl, this is the other thing I want to do, 
is just to make it fair so people can't say, oh, I didn't know, we will announce what the site is and how to do it Thursday at 6 o'clock on the next podcast. All right? So the next podcast will have instructions on how uh, or where to go to redeem your uh, voucher to get into the live taping of the podcast. I'm super excited because we never, like I said, we never did like a public, public one. So, um, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's make that happen. So, Philly, it will be Got on, sep- the live podcast will be on September 7th, 2018. Details to follow, uh, location. We're going to do it at a secret location so everybody and their mama doesn't show up to get free pictures with E. All right, because uh, I'm charging y'all for them. I need $50 <laughs> a pick. Um, so then, of course, September 9th is also Ignite the Dream. Rewind it back. August 26th, we are in San Francisco. The Bay Area, excited about that. Take Control is going down. Um, super pumped about that, man. Uh, West Coast, if you're out there, man, come on out. We are long overdue for our trip to the West Coast. September 9th, Philly. September 7th and 9th, Philly, of course. And then uh, December 2nd, we are in New York. All right? We are in, I think it's Brooklyn, right, Carl? Yep, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, we're in Brooklyn, September, I mean, December 2nd. And so we'll uh, possibly try to do a live podcast there too, so stay tuned. I'm not 100% sure. It all depends, man. It's tough. This travel schedule is tough, all right? It's got, we got little babies and all that kind of stuff, so we're trying to make sure we um, hit everywhere and, and show you guys love, man, because you guys always show us a ton of love. Uh, also, Phenomenal Life Jamaica. Uh, of course, we want to see you guys out there for that. I know we've had uh, quite a few registrants, but I think we got some spaces available. Um, so phenomenallifejamaica.com. We are going straight to Jamaica to have an incredible time, uh, fun in the sun. So we'd love for you to join us there. Carl, did I miss anything? Did you get the September 1st joint? I did not 7, get 000? the September 1st. All right, saving 7,000 September 1st. Atlanta, if you're in the A, Come hang out with us September 1st. And actually, there's like a whole weekend worth of stuff. And so um, go to the website, etinspires.com slash events. We would love to see you out at one, two, three, four, all of them. All right? Come to all of them if you can. Um, also, shout out to Breathe University. You guys already know what time it is. Go go log in, man. Stop playing with your life. Go log in. And be a part of our everyday. All right? You, we rock with us on Thursday, Friday, whenever you listen to this podcast. But... Jump on Breathe University, man, and um, just just get with us, man. We got a, a, a dope session coming up this week. I think Sean uh, is hosting our call this week. So mm-hmm. just if you ever wanted to get on the podcast or you heard Sean on the podcast and had specific questions, join BU. You can ask him on the call Thursday night. And then, of course, E is doing his coaching sessions on Sunday morning. So Breathe University. Other than that, I think we're good. Um, oh, oh, shout out, man. I said it earlier. I was kind of joking, but shout out to my wife of nine years. By the time y'all hear this, man, we, we almost to them double digits. Shout out to my wife, Candace. I love you. Thank you for an amazing nine years. Thank you for two beautiful children. I know you don't listen to the podcast, but it seems like <laughs> a very romantic thing for me to do no right doubt. now to shout you out. So oh, you won't know I'm shouting you out, but somebody will tell her. Yeah, I want to scream from the top of my lungs, you know, and I can actually do that because y'all could hear my recording actually hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if y'all be listening, to, you'd be listening to E on like a, a Sony Walkman from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so no, shout out to my wife, man. And uh, August hey, no helicopter rides this year. 
No, we went to to Chicago and saw Jay Z and Beyonce. That was a, a gift. And then I think I'm I'm wait I'm gonna wait till ten. You know, ten seems like a monumentous a monumental uh, occasion. So Get it. I think uh, I'm gonna wait till ten to to bust out the big guns. Maybe we'll go. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll go somewhere, stay in a, a three star. You know what I'm saying? E, <laughs> we we're not ready for your level yet. But uh, you know, you said Bellman earlier. I'm not sure what that is, but maybe we'll find out. Find a place with a bellman. All right. So, uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm good. You call uh, it yeah, the bellman. Those are the guys that are downstairs at the end of the. Um, oh. They're the bellsmen. Oh, that's what you call them. Yeah, at the at the Holiday Inn, they just call reception. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, just... yeah, no, 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 no. That's two different places. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. You uh, said bellman. I thought you meant I thought you meant the person who ring the bell at Christmas time with the little red bucket. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought the bellman was taking money for the Salvation Army. Uh, outside Walmart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah, I ain't never been to a hotel with a uh, so. Hey, one day, y'all, one day, all of us who in the dark, let's just keep grinding, okay? Hey, we no, keep looking can... for them them crumbs to keep praying and looking for that sign. That's what yeah, it is, exactly. That's it, man. Carl and I are just, you know, humble servants at, at E.T.'s feet, man, so... Uh, with that being said, E, why don't you take us out of here with a nugget of the day and, uh, yeah, let us get some work done. Man, y'all, endure. You know what I'm saying? For real, man, endure. Get um, get your stamina up. You know, this is a long, this ain't no sprint, y'all. It's a long, long journey. And uh, you heard me. Like, when you run this one, if you're looking at how many miles or how much time you, you've been running, I mean, you're going to faint. You know what I'm saying? It's the one where you just got to close your eyes, put your head down. You know what I'm saying? Listen to that inner voice. You just got to put one foot in front of the other. So this is, not a, this is not a race of strength. This is not a race of power. This is not a race of talent. This, this, this is a race of endurance. He that endures to the end. So you hear people saying it, but I'm just going to tell you again, like if you think talent, yeah, you you don't get you don't, you don't get here with talent. You don't get here with strength. You don't get here with power. You get here stamina. You just you just when your legs give out, you just keep going. You know what I'm saying? When your arms are burning, you just keep moving. You know when your when your body says quit, you you tap into that mind, that mental that mental mental toughness. And you find a way to keep going with everything inside of you tells you not to. So, yeah, this one is um, this is a game of stamina. You playing with the big boys now. This is this is about mental toughness. Hey, much love. Appreciate that nugget of the day. Appreciate y'all for listening, man. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, share this podcast with one of your friends. All right, let us blow up and get to that next level. All right, and uh, man, we love you. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.